Hello, it's Nigel Barden here with my final Regional Britannia Artisan Food Podcast. Well, kind of regional as actually it's a happy roundup of the products you nominated, but owing to the extraordinary events occurring earlier this year, some of our food and drink producers were unable to get their offerings to me. And in fact, many had to call a temporary halt to production. However, these are independent food and drink producers with great perseverance. So I'm delighted that the Britannia powers at B have allowed me to put out an extra podcast, giving me the opportunity to champion even more amazing products from the UK as nominated by you. Every one of these producers is supremely talented, as I've already whittled down my shortlist to seven. So just me talking about them will give you an indication of how good they are. I'm going to start in the northernmost reaches of the UK as we head to the Outer Hebrides, home of Larkfire Wild Water. Now, I've been a fan of Scotch whisky from my teenage years, but that was because my father was quite an aficionado of Scotch and used to give me heavily diluted drams of Uskarbar, or the water of life, as it translates from the Gaelic. I think Dad would have been properly impressed with the Larkfire setup as they produce water in a 150 milliliter can specifically designed to be drunk with whisky and particularly those hailing from the land of the thistle. Larkfire co-founder James McIntosh felt that tap water was too often rich in chlorine and fluoride and the high mineral content of many bottled waters didn't always enhance the flavour of the whisky. He feels that the climate of the Isle of Lewis, characterised by short, cool summers and extremely wet and windy winters, produced the purest wild water, spot on for pairing with whisky. Larkfire water is drawn from sources owned by the Stornoway Trust, Scotland's oldest community landlord, gifted by Lord Leverhulme in 1923. It's a 69,000-acre estate, home to almost 11,000 people. Travelling 170 miles southeast by land and sea, a seven-hour journey on a good day will see me end up in a town on the Scottish east coast, more synonymous with golf than cheese. But these offerings might go some way to rectifying that, as it's a magnificent cow's milk cheese from St Andrews. Jane Stewart makes these gloriously tasty cheeses from the Friesian-Holstein cattle that her husband Robert farms, overlooking the sea on the Fife coast at Einster, The Stewart family have been at Falside Farm for 50 years and making cheese for 13. Before I travel to England, I'm going to have a happy detour to the east coast of Northern Ireland to the fishing village of Kilkeel in County Down. This is where you'll find the Cunningham family who run a very popular butcher's, which is now expanded to include a restaurant, bar and food hall. Their beef is sublime and I've been tucking into one of their enormous cowboy steaks. I've cast off from Kilkeel in my rowing boat and I'm heading to the English mainland and after a good yomp across country I've ended up in the West Yorkshire spa town of Ilkley famous for its moor and bartat. That's Ilkley moor bartat. Bartat means without your hat on. Anyway, never mind. I'm delighted to say that Ilkley is home to not one but two of our finalists. The first is a rather fabulous, nay, unctuous orange and almond cake from the Ilkley kitchen run by Marcella Moulin, established in 2016, selling from a stall at the Ilkley Real Food Market. I could smell the cake's tantalising aroma before I opened the box, which is even more amazing when you consider it's flour and fat-free. It's much garlanded and absurdly Moorish. During lockdown, the Ilkley kitchen has been supplying the lucky local residents of the town with dishes delivered by Marcella's cycle-riding son. Across town, you'll find Lishman's Butchers, set up 30 years ago by David Lishman, with the added bonus of producing great charcuterie from Yorkshire meat, in particular pork. Hailing from an agricultural background, David now runs a business with his daughter, Emma.
Right, better crack on as I travel 50 miles south but remain within God's own county just as I greedily snapple up some Russian pies from Piewitch in Sheffield. I kid you not. They were absolutely marvellous with flavours including veggie, chicken, cheese and fish. Is it a pie? Is it a sandwich? No, it's a pie witch. Bit of a cross between the two. Just one more of my seven finalists to visit, and that's the rather brilliantly named Dilly Dilly Gin from Nottingham, set up by David Anderson. He's obviously a great music fan, as he names his gins after songs. So his Dilly Dilly Gin takes his name from the Marillion song Lavender, you remember, with fish on lead vocals. Makes perfect sense now, doesn't it? And it's based on a children's nursery rhyme, Dilly Dilly. So wow. What a cross-section of products, and it's been really hard for me to come up with the top three, so I thought bubbles to it. I've actually gone for joint bronze and silver medals, so please indulge me. Therefore, in joint bronze medal position is Jane Stewart for a gloriously lactic crumbly Anster cheese, which reminds me of the finest crumbly Lancashire cheeses that I gobbled up as a lad. Growing up in the northwest of England, it's rich and creamy with a nice hit of salt on the finish and is made from the unpasteurised milk from husband Robert's dairy herd. Now, Anster, A-N-S-T-E-R, is a nickname for the nearby fishing village of Anstruther, or Einster, or in this case, Anster. Quite confusing, I know. Anstruther is spelled A-N-S-T-R-U-T-H-E-R. It's not just me, then. Now, their St Andrew's 14-month-aged cheddar is also pretty special. The other bronze medal is going to hang around the neck of David Anderson of Nottingham's finest, Dilly Dilly Gin. Although I've awarded it to his Lydia Lydia Gin, which contains tangerine and arrives in a bright orange, well, more tangerine, to be honest, bottle. And it's named after the Dean Friedman song, Lydia Lydia. Actually, it's David's mum, Lydia who was the one who fed her son copious amounts of tangerine jelly and was a lovely sepia picture of Mum Lydia on the label. Her gin has an invitingly floral nose with a lovely citrus tangerine in fact, punch and a surprisingly gentle finish for a 40% ABV bevy. Appropriately, it was launched on Mothering Sunday 2020. The first of my two silver medals goes to the magnificent cowboy steak aged in the Cunningham family's Himalayan rock salt chamber for 28 days. It's also known as a bone-in ribeye and is a magnificent piece of meat with a good marbling of fat to keep it moist during cooking. Brown both sides in a hot griddle pan before transferring to a 180C gas four oven for 15 minutes. Cowboy steaks are enormous, two to three inches thick and can be a kilogram each in weight. Cooking them on the bone definitely brings an extra layer of flavour. This example was a magnificent piece of meat that had been butchered and aged perfectly. Bravo the Cunningham family, who last year celebrated a century of butchery, and here's to many more. My other silver accolade is awarded to Lisa Marina and her husband Steve Jones of Piewitch, who baked this fabulous sea bass and cod piroshki. It contains a seasoned filling of baked sea bass and cod fillets, bound up in a creamy leek sauce encased in a light, sweet, soft, buttery yeast dough. This is up there with some of the finest pies I've ever tasted. Lisa's family opened their first bakery in St. Petersburg in 1812, and the recipe for this fabulous pie dates back to then. The Poroshki pie nourished the key workers of that era, the people who drove the economy, the miners. Lisa and Steve started selling their pies from a stall in Sheffield's Moor Market seven years ago, and having tasted their chorizo and chicken, Moroccan veggie and triple cheese Poroshkis, alongside this glorious fishy version, I can see why their produce is much in demand. 
can eat the pies hot or cold and buy them online, which I suggest you do, particularly as they're great for freezing. And just pipping the pie and the steak to the post, and in this case, it's one that's painted gold, is the Yorkshire pork and fennel salami from David Lishman of Lishman's Butchers in Ilkley. Bravo, David. Beautiful melt-in-the-mouth salami, which underpins the addition of fennel and black pepper. It leaves a long, sweet finish and a marvellous, lingering feeling of contentment, perfect when paired with a Yorkshire ale or a fruitily acidic apple juice. David's father grew up on a farm near Harrogate, where they raised pigs and turned them into bacon and hams on the stone slabs in the cellar. During World War II, a local German prisoner of war who worked on the farm happened to be a butcher. Now, he showed David's dad how to cure and preserve the meat from the pigs on the farm. It's a method they still use today and an award-winning one at that. And don't worry if you're not a fan of fennel, as their pepperoni and red wine, chorizo, air-dried York ham or the absurdly enticing beer sticks are all examples of British charcuterie at its finest. No surprise that David Lishman is also chair of the Q Guild of Butchers, representing some of the greatest purveyors of meat in the UK. This man is at the top of his butchery game. Blimey. That was a happily exhausting process. What great artisan products, and you can find them all on our Britannia Artisan Food Map now. So, my final broadcast is going to be really tough. As out of all the previous six broadcasts, which have covered the countries and provinces of the UK, I have to choose my top three products, which is not going to be easy. So tune in for more as Artisan Food and Drink Special Agent Barden reveals the best of the best.